it's okay to have an obsession. I dive into my craziest, imaginative and plain stupid obsessions. Mentally Obsessed is a podcast in which people can share and relate to obsessions anytime, anywhere. Obsessing over a game? I'll talk about it. Obsessed with World of Warcraft? Yeah, me too. Whenever the opportunity arises, I also interview celebrities or people of interest. So, what are you waiting for? Let your obsession reign free. And if you like what you hear, consider following and sharing with friends. Come nerd out with us too on Twitter at Mentally Obsess. Hello Katie, thank you so much for joining me. How are you today? Good, thank you so much for reaching out. <laughs> it's a pleasure to have you on the show, of course. Of course. So how's everything with COVID and things like that? I always ask this question, Paul. Some people might be some people might be different. Yeah, I mean, I think it's been a challenge. Uh it's it's definitely been an interesting last year and a half. That's how long it's been now. Just getting through it, trying to keep busy. Um, I got really into yoga because of it, so that was helpful. <laughs> oh, that, how did you find yoga? Good. Uh I mean, I'd always done little bits and pieces. Um, but then right before COVID started getting into a little bit more, started going to classes at the Y. And from there I was like, okay, I'm feeling this is doing something for me. And then once COVID hit, uh, I realized it was really helping me with my anxiety because I definitely have, um, anxiety issues. So yoga, you know, you have good days and bad days, but yoga was really helping me get through it, whether it be just through like a hard yoga workout or a calmer yoga that was more meditative. So I definitely found uh, found something there. So that's been nice. So as you're on the topic of mental health, there was um, a question in here that I asked, I've been asking all the uh, voice actors and actresses in general. Um, and it's in your opinion, how can someone maintain their mental well-being in the in like the voice acting business or in acting in general? So you've you've answered a bit saying you've started yoga and you've mm-hmm. unfortunately got anxiety, and so have I. I I think that's something everybody, if they really think about it, probably has some form of anxiety. <laughs> it just yeah. how it comes out and how you're able to handle or control it. But especially with this industry, I mean, um, I chose, you know, I wanted to be an actor. I wanted to get into this entertainment industry and it definitely, um, it's a lot of rejection before you book anything. So um, just that being said, um, your mental state and your um, home base is so important because when you're constantly putting yourself out there, and not getting things, it could be really detrimental. So for me, I always found having um, a really solid home base where no matter what happens outside, you can come home with, um, you know, either your family or your friends that you can truly be yourself with and you can always be comfortable with. That's number one for me was just having that. Uh, It was really important. And then moving forward, it's realizing that the rejection and this industry, it's not that they're rejecting you. And this is something that's taken me years to um, come to the realization, but it's not that there's so much rejecting you. You can, you're still talented. You still have talent. Like you, you always have to remind yourself, like I have booked things, I do work. And so when you don't get things, it's not that they're rejecting you. It's just, you didn't fit something. You didn't fit the image they had in their head or you weren't 
quite what they were looking for, or they pieced together a family already and they were looking for the mom, but you didn't really look like the kids, you know, like there's so many reasons why you might not get the role or get the job. And it, it took me a long time to be comfortable in myself that it it's not, as long as I keep up on my end of taking classes, um, working on my craft, I do everything I can do on my end and then just put it out there and the right jobs will come and I will book the correct jobs for me. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing is not blaming yourself because it, it's very easy to fall into that trap with mental health is blaming yourself saying you're not good enough. And that's not the case. And you have to just keep reiterating that and keep reminding yourself if you truly love this, keep doing it. Like it is you know, is every time I get on set, I'm reminded of why I'm doing this, why I live this life, because I love doing it so much. So while you was just explaining um, and talking about that, I was I was thinking it's like it's like a pair of shoes. You see these really nice pair of shoes you want on, mm -hmm. you try them on, they don't fit you, they're not in your size, but then you see some bigger, better shoes that actually fit you. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking. I was like, "Wow, I'm a genie." I was like, oh, "Wow, I'm a genie." <laughs> I'm sure I've heard that saying before. Yeah, it it really is. It's just reminding yourself that, like, you know, not one person is meant for every single thing. You always hope for that. You hope that you would fit into everybody's image, and and you'll be able to work every single job out there. But people have in their minds what they've created and what they picture. And then, you know, if you're lucky enough to get that audition, you can at least go in and you can give everything you have, but you got to remember, it's not that you're not getting it because you're not talented. It's just, you might not just fit their vision, which is okay because the next audition you fit their vision, you book a job. Like it just, um, and it's the other thing of not regretting, like when you don't book stuff, uh, it, it is that thing of like, Oh, that would have been really cool to work on. But at the same time, like, let's say, I booked a job and then maybe the resident evil thing came up and I got that, but I already said yes to another job. So now I can't do this one. So that's another thing that can happen. So you might not get jobs, but it might ultimately work out because you book something else and they would have interfered with each other possibly. So you just never know. You never know what's really out there waiting for you. Yeah. In, in terms of like um, your mental health, like mental health is like, it's more of that happens inside from the outside looking at you like from Nicole's live stream you're really bubbly smiling got a lovely smile and you all like really like hyper and I'm like I'd definitely get along with her in real life if it was to meet up in real life things <laughs> I mean I think that's um you know that that's very much my personality you know I've I've been told when I was in school um, working on stuff. I remember acting teachers and stuff telling me, you know, you should tone it down a little bit. You're a little, you're a little much sometimes. So uh, it was always that thing of like, yeah, but that's me. So again, I can adjust it for roles, but I'm not going to not be myself. Um, and if people don't like it, what, that's what it is. If people do, okay. And it's, it's just reminding myself. And I think even more so with uh, this game and all the attention it's getting and the attention now that I've gotten because of it and the other actors, um, the balance is really important. Um, and just to remind people that, you know, we're, we're people too. We're, we're just humans working and, you know, living life too. And 
as much as we have those good days, there's also difficult days. Um, we try to be there for all of our fans and we try to, you know, answer things and talk to people. And so it's hard because I've, I have had people reach out to me and I can't reach out back or, you know, maybe it's uncomfortable. So I don't, and then they'll continue. And I, it's just wanting to remind people that we're all just humans you know, as cool as it is of what our jobs are and what we've been able to do because of our jobs, we're still just all human trying to live in this crazy world and trying to, you know, keep calm in all of it. So what you see with um, all the live streams when I'm on, that personality is me. It's very me. I'm very bubbly over the top and silly. But at the same time, nobody can be like that 24-7. So you have your good days, you have your bad days, and it's always about balancing. And it's always about, um, you know, having boundaries and having knowing how much you can do and not wear yourself out. And I think that's the, the biggest thing with all of this, with mental health, everything is just remember to keep balance. You know, you never want to wear yourself out because you can do so much, but not all at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever have like fans reach out to you and talk about, because Resident Evil is re really resonated with like the LGBT and um, mm -hmm. uh, community and plus community. Like it resonated with myself being a gay out proud person. So yeah, this really mm -hmm. resonates. So like, have you had yeah. people like message you like, oh, I'm, uh, and tell you like how they feel and etc. I have and it's an honor. I mean it's an absolute honor that somebody feels comfortable. And of course I try to talk, you know, it's it's usually just through texting and such. So you try to give words of encouragement or if I'm doing live streams and somebody lets me know something, you know, I'll talk to them. And everything I'm saying is very truthful. You know, it's just reminding, because I've been in places where, you know, things are very difficult and it's hard to feel like you're loved. It's hard to feel like you're um, wanted. And you just have to remember that those are feelings that will go away. And you just have to remember that you, you know, you are so much more than you ever can really imagine. And so when people do reach out to me, you know, that's what I try to remind them. I, you know, I, I try to tell them like, don't put me on any pedestal. Like I'm just a crazy person too. But I love that they want to tell me things. I love that I'm there for them. I have had people reach out and I've been a part of some amazing um, charities and different things with raising money for mental health, for um, suicide prevention. And I just... I hope I can continue this. I hope that people, you know, if they still want me there talking to people, I will be there because it's very important to me. Um, it's something um, that hits very, very close to my heart with the LGBTQ community and um, with mental health. It's just, you know, it's, it's in my family, it's in my life, some of my best friends. So it's just, it's just always wanting to let people know that they really are never alone as alone as you can feel sometimes just like reminding yourself, like you are truly never alone because there are so many people that feel that way also. And all we want you to do is reach out so we can talk. And that's the most important thing. And I love being able to be there for people. It, it means a lot to me. I really be listening to that statement back when I'm feeling lonely. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I'm like, please do, because it, it hits all of us. And I mean, I think 
COVID, you know, pulled it out of a lot of people. It was a really, really hard time for a lot of people, myself included. You go from being incredibly active, doing so much, seeing so many people to just shut down, you know, your life, it becomes very isolated. And so that was something finding things for enjoyment, finding things to make me happy and to still connect with people. And that's why, I mean, technology is fantastic because, Mm -hmm. you know, you still can do FaceTimes and you can still do live streams and you can still, um, you know, be in touch with people during this time. And when you're having bad days, you can reach out. You don't have to feel completely alone. And I know for me, one of the biggest things that I had to realize was don't feel bad if you have to reach out. Because I know for myself, like I would feel bad reaching out to friends because I'm like, oh, I don't want to pull them down with me if I'm having a bad day. And then I realized, no, that's what your friends are there for because you're you're there for them when, on their bad days, mm-hmm. um, that they know they can reach out to you and talk to you. And you can either just be an ear if that's what they need or if a sounding board or if they want advice or just to be able to like talk. Um, so when that finally registered with me, it made things so much better when I was like, okay, I don't have to feel bad when I reach out to my friends. Like that's why they're my friends. They love me and they want this and I'm going to do the same for them. So, and it's just a reminder to everyone out there. Like, remember you do have friends. Don't ever feel like you're not important enough to reach out or that they won't listen to you. Like it's, that's what your friends are there for. We're there to be there for each other mm-hmm. and i think that's why i started tr- uh, streaming as well twitch streaming it was mm-hmm. like oh I, I was always like isolated on my own with anxiety and like i would never go out never mingle with people and make friends so it's like oh why not just start twitch streaming and that's yeah. helped and uh, talking to my community and yeah it's, it's really it's, helpful it's and it's amazing to um what Twitch and streaming has done because you realize that, okay, maybe you might have this social anxiety, but it's not that you're so anxious that you just can't interact with other people. It's just the type of interaction. And that's something that people realize. So maybe I can't be in big crowds, but I can be on a Twitch with hundreds and thousands of people and I'm totally okay. So it's just that realization of, um, you know, you have communities that, you know, people are just like you. People are here, like loving the same things and wanting to talk about the same things. And it's it's just such a neat thing for me to see because it's so different. And the way that it's grown so much, I love that this is um, a possibility for people now who have a harder time, maybe in a public setting, hanging out or meeting people. And this is a good way for them to start. And then from here, it can go into, you know, maybe conventions and meeting some of those same people or going to like groups or meetings or little like meetups when people do them in certain places. Cause I know there are communities out there that will have, you know, live meetups. So it's like small groups that all kind of meet up maybe at like a restaurant or a bar or pub to just kind of hang out and talk shop about everything they love and what they do. And it's just, it's when you find your community, that's the best part. When you realize that you found your community is the best feeling. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I'm just like chattering on and on and on. <laughs> no, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I, I, I like it. So <laughs> would you ever um, consider start streaming on Twitch? Well, I get a lot of people asking me that and I've, I've, 
contemplated it. I've been thinking more and more about it. I'm just, I'm so terrible at playing video games. (laughs) (laughs) I've always said I'm gamer adjacent. I'm really good at reacting and watching somebody else control. Cause like I get, (laughs) I'm an Irish temper. I get very focused and I get really mad when like, I can't figure something out or if like the controls I'm having a difficult time with, I'll get very frustrated and I'm almost afraid to let people see that. <laughs> I don't know if you want to see crazy Mia come out in real life. It's it's a it's a dangerous area. <laughs> I'm sure people would still watch anyway, regardless, because <laughs> everyone everyone sure would come. Would. Yeah, everyone would come just for you. If you if you was ever to start streaming, hit me up. I'd be able to help you. I, I could mod for you and things and like that, that. I'm just leaving that out there. <laughs> that would be amazing if I, yeah, definitely. If I get, uh, if I decide to do that, which I have been thinking about it. So if it happens, it's probably going to happen within this month, possibly. <laughs> don't, don't quote me on it though. Cause I don't want people to be like, what happened? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm thinking about it more and more and I'm seeing a lot more people ask me about it. So I'm starting to go, okay, maybe, maybe I should, maybe I'll dip my toes in. We'll <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll just send, I'll just send you like a small application after this uh, video. There I mean, after go. this uh, recording <laughs> uh, for my moderator. <laughs> <laughs> so um, how do you relate to me getting onto the game now? <laughs> Mia, um, I feel like with Mia, I always kind of, um, her, her passion for things. So in the first game, you know, she definitely had the fact that, you know, I don't rely or, or, or relate to her in line to her husband about the job that she was working, but <laughs> I do <laughs> relate in this way of like, you know, um, being very focused. Like she seems very focused on like her career, her job, all these things. So I relate in that way where like I do zone in, I do focus a lot. Um, but I think I actually relate more to Mia towards the end of seven and definitely in village because at the end of seven and in village, you're seeing a side of Mia that is very, very, very strongly family oriented. Um, you realize at the end of seven, she realizes all the wrong she's done and she just wants to protect Ethan. Um, she realizes that like, you know, she, she screwed up. She needs to do things to protect him. Like he wasn't a part of it. She drives him into it. And then with eight, you get that sense of, she just, you know, she wanted this happy life. She had her husband, her daughter, and she just wants to hold on to that and do whatever she can to make sure that she can have this, the love of her life and now their daughter. And to me, I'm very, very family oriented. So that part of Mia, um, her anguish over losing them and, um, you know, everything that happens in village, that's what I definitely grasp onto and relate so much with Mia and just that heartache and that family bond. I wish, um, after, I'll see, I, I haven't really completed the game yet, but I watched uh, a YouTube video, Let's Play, and I was like, I wish we saw a bit more of Mia in the game. <laughs> <laughs> I 
you get this game is sprinkles you get sprinkles of mia throughout the game <laughs> <laughs> like i'm trying not to talk to spoil anything either because you like spoilers <laughs> I'm, it's so hard with spoilers but at the same time i'm kind of like okay it's been a month now yeah so i feel like i feel like i can talk a little more openly and plus unfortunately <laughs> mia in village mia is kind of one big spoiler so <laughs> yeah it, <laughs> it's, it's really hard <laughs> it, it is hard because when you obviously sitting here talking to the the actress behind the character we, want, we really want to talk about everything in detail <laughs> so <It's> very true <laughs> you, yeah not, I'll, tr- I'll try not to spoil it for you <laughs> um, um, what other game franchises do you think Mia would uh, choose to be a part of uh which ones would Mia want to be a part of let's see I feel like with her background and I just get this a lot like from the moment it all came out everybody always shouts Silent Hill I feel like she she would fit in really well yeah. in Silent Hill yeah but, that's good um a little bit more um fun I, I think like Mario Bash Brothers like because <laughs> you get to you know she 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 gets to like meet lots of other people but also her crazy can come out you know crazy Mia can come out in a in a uh, healthy way, kind of, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see Mia and Mario go at it. So, just that would like be it. fun. <laughs> or Yoshi, <laughs> Mia and Yoshi. That's what I want to see. <laughs> now, what game franchises would you like to be a part of? Oh gosh, I think for me, anything Disney. I'm a Disney like I love, love, love Disney, and so it's always been my dream to. Um, be in like a Disney uh either animated film or video game like the thought of voicing a Disney character is like a dream Mm -hmm. a dream for me so for me I would love to be a part of really any (laughs) Disney-esque franchise I I also feel like because I have a lot of nieces and nephews and uh, they are all under the age of eight most of them very young so I want to do something that I can actually show them because <laughs> they are a bit too young for this. And um, the language that comes out of Mia's mouth isn't appropriate. So <laughs> I can't, you know, Aunt Katie, like they know she acts, but they haven't been able to see stuff. So I would love to be able to, you know, be in a video game that they could play. Um, that would be really, really cool. <laughs> Possibly Kingdom Hearts. Have you heard of Kingdom Hearts? <gasps> Yes. Oh, that would be oh, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. <laughs> that or Fortnite, Minecraft. Those are all Fortnite yeah. is a little old for them, but Minecraft is probably within their age. I don't know. Do people voice Minecraft characters? Mm, <laughs> I don't I d- know. <laughs> I don't know. I think they do in Minecraft. Uh, again, I'm sorry to anyone who plays Minecraft Story Mode. I think they do in Minecraft Minecraft Story Mode. Thing. I was um, gonna say if if people know, let me know. I'm intrigued because I've never played it, but I know like the youngins all love it so much. So yeah, really anything that I know that they would get to see would just like make my heart so happy because I like sharing this. Like that's why I got into acting was to entertain other people. Like I do this so I can bring entertainment and joy and joy to other people when they just wanna step away from their lives for a little bit. So I love being able to help create that stuff so for me it'd be really cool to be able to do it for my little nieces and nephews <laughs> hey, he's a good babysitter hit up katie there you go <laughs> so, uh, what 
Uh, what would P- uh, Mia's pizza toppings be? Mia's or mine? <laughs> I uh, we could do both. <laughs> we could do both. I was like, what would Mia's be? I feel like Mia, because she has that kind of split personality, because she's crazy Mia and regular, I feel like Mia would definitely be, you know, a nice, simple, like maybe pepperoni pizza once in a while. But then like when crazy Mia comes out, she probably would want, you know, like some um, super spicy like pizza with just crazy stuff all over it like I could see crazy me and just being like you know doesn't care let's just go for it so I I could see that I I think Mia likes pizza depending on her mood so (laughs) and yourself myself I am a big fan of I grew up calling it this I don't know if there's like a real name for it but I grew up loving um we we always called it garbage pizza Mm -hmm. basically it's like you know, regular pizza with lots of veggies on it, but also meat. So, I mean, you got like your pepperoni, but then also your onions, your green peppers, your garlic, black olives. Um, I'm trying to think what else I put on there. Basil. Like, I just love having this kind of garbage pizza, just like lots of meat and veggies all on it. So, <laughs> What kind of pizza did you have um, at that um, cast reunion with Nicole Tompkins and everyone else. So the cast reunion, good old Domino's hooked us up. So we had Domino's pizza and we had all different ones. So I definitely had some pepperoni and then I had some veggie. So I kind of got, cause we didn't have any garbage ones. So we had like veggie ones and then we had pepperoni. The only thing I don't really do, I can't do spicy. I'm a total wimp. I can't handle spicy. Um, so I can't really do that. And I'm not a huge fan of sausage. I can handle it, but I'm not a huge fan. So usually I just stick to pepperoni and veggies. <laughs> mm-hmm. So is there any advice you'd give to others who'd want to start voice acting? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest advice I can give to people is um, like work on your craft, take classes, look for workshops. There's so much available out there where you can um, gain a little bit better of an understanding of what exactly this industry entails, especially voiceover. Because even before the video game, I had never really done voiceover. So this was kind of my first jump into motion capture and voiceover. So I didn't know a lot. So I kind of had to just dive in and go. So people who know that it's something they want to do and are interested in, I would highly recommend, um, you know, classes online, classes in person, workshops, anything where you can have an understanding of what exactly this industry entails, how many different things this industry entails, because that's another thing. I don't think a lot of people realize that within voice acting, um, you might find something that you want to do more than something else. So like you have, you know, animation you have video games but then you also have commercials where you're like more like selling like you're just doing kind of that voiceover of a car commercial um there's singing stuff there's just there's so many different things there's radio and tv so it's kind of finding okay are you more of like you like doing character voices cool then make that your focus to kind of get going but then take these classes because if you think you can do a voice really well 
you need to make sure that not only can you do it, but you can maintain it. So that's the other thing is working on those things and working on your voices that you know you can do and taking care of your voice and knowing your limits as a voice actor is very, very important. So yeah, number one, number one is definitely um, do your homework and take classes. That's a huge one. Can you uh, voice one of your lines off the top of your head um, from Resident Evil Village? Uh, Village or Seven? I was like, I can do either or, but it's up to you. Um, I can do both. (laughs) (laughs) We matter, Ethan. You matter. And then that one is one of my favorite lines from Village. So sad. Uh, Let's see. What What do we want from Seven? Daddy's coming. We need to go. We need to go now. Very nice. I, I I kind of heard like a notepad click through. Did you have you wrote all of them down, or did I just? Oh no! Imagine it. What you, that it might have been imagined. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> it, it, it's like half past two in the morning here. Oh jeez, I didn't realize it was so late. <laughs> no, it's okay. Don't worry. I am quite used to uh, recording at these times because um, you all based most of most of these voice actors are based in LA, um, so. <laughs> And they're mostly all, all busy in the day. So sometimes they like to go in the evening and I'm like, okay, it's fine. I don't mind. I'm committed. It is, it's definitely helpful for us. And thank you so much for, for being committed and being willing to stay up this late to hang out with me. <laughs> so what question would you like to be asked that no one has ever asked before? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, okay, this might sound really weird, but I think it... I think it would just be wanting to know about me, like, like who I really am. Cause I'm so linked with Mia and everything that I do is for Resident Evil Mia. So all the questions tend to be very, um, you know, Resident Evil Mia related. So mm-hmm. maybe, I don't know, maybe somebody just asking like, a, like just kind of wondering a little bit about me. <laughs> I don't know. So <laughs> like, could you. Like where, it st- where it started. I don't know. It's <laughs> hard. <laughs> Could you possibly answer that question? So, uh, yeah. So, hi, I'm Katie O'Hagan. Um, I'm originally from the Midwest. Uh, <laughs> I'm a Taurus. No. Um, uh, yeah, I I um I started acting uh, when I was a kid in theater. So my base all starts from theater, and it actually started from musical theater. And you know, from a young age, it was sports and theater were my two go-tos. And I just, I fell in love with theater so much that that one continued. So as, as I got older in sports, competitive sports, at least kind of fell by the wayside, theater always kept going. So I honestly, when I was really doing stuff, I went to school out in New York and I was doing a lot of theater with my school. And I thought for sure I was going to stay in New York. And I was, you know, I wanted to be on Broadway. I wanted to be on the New York stages. Um, so my mind was kind of pretty focused there. And then all of a sudden, one summer, my plans fell through. So I had to go back to Chicago and a friend of the family was like, Hey, I'm working on this independent film. I know you do theater. Would you audition? Like, would you want to do a feature film if I got you an audition? And I was like, yeah, like I I would love to do more than just theater. Like I never really thought it was possible. um, because you know, theater is really the route I had only gone. So when I auditioned and then I got a callback and then I got cast um, in a feature film, it kind of turned everything around for me. And that's when I realized, 
oh, I want to do more than just theater. Like I still love theater, but I want to do film. I want to do television. So it grew from there. And then being, and then I moved out to LA and being out here, getting to do that. And then starting to learn about, oh my goodness, there's more than just film and television. There's voiceover, there's motion capture. There's like, (laughs) there's so much. Mm -hmm. Like even I'm still learning. Like I sometimes feel like a newbie when I'm like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know this was possible. Let me try. Let me go do this. Like I'm starting to do stunt work again, um, just to keep things fresh and learn. And it's just, yeah, I, I, I love that aspect of this industry is like, you're always learning no matter what, which I really, really like. So (laughs) I'm a Taurus, by the way. I just wanted to mention yeah. that too. So high five there. Very nice, very nice. <laughs> so um, how, what was the first film you, you you did then? It was a film shot in Chicago called Riff Raff. Um, it's basically a coming-of-age story about lifeguards on North Avenue Beach. So I played a really young lifeguard, and there's all like, you know, it's a bunch of teenagers, you know, some still in high school, some in college, home for the summer, working this lifeguard job and all the drama that comes along with it. So (laughs) it was really fun. It was, it was a lot of fun. I was the tannest I'd ever been in my entire life, uh, wearing my SPF 100, but also having to be out in the sun every single day for a month. So, (laughs) (laughs) so if you could go back in time, what era would you go back to? Or if you want to go forward as well? I would go back. I would definitely go back um, probably like the 1920s. I've always, uh, there's something about like prohibition and speakeasies and flapper dresses. And I know there's a lot of stuff that wasn't the greatest back then, but (laughs) yeah, still looked like it was a lot of fun. So (laughs) I just, I want to have like that short little wavy bob and those flapper dresses and like sneaking into speakeasies. It just... Yeah, I would definitely choose um, like the the twenties, thirties for sure. <laughs> if I was to go back in yeah. time, I would probably I'd go see what happened to the Titanic. I'm so curious what actually happened. <gasps> do you, do you not believe that it hit an iceberg? I don't know. I've had so many different theories, and I'm like, I just want to know. I think that can be said for so. Like, if I was thinking about it that way, there's so many things. Um, yeah down the line and shows like outlander just make you think it even more because that whole show's premise like the first couple of seasons was like trying to change history you know like what really happened and can we change it so uh i i definitely think there are things in the past that it's like i wonder could what really happened and could it could it have been changed could it have been avoided i'm i'm very intrigued all questions to ask someday down the line (laughs) (laughs) hopefully someone invents a time machine yes yes (laughs) (laughs) just hope they don't bring anyone back from the past i know oh gosh wouldn't that be amazing that's one of my favorite questions is like if you had like a bench and you could sit on it and choose anyone to come back and sit on that bench with you for an hour like who would it be and I just love that idea. Good question. Well, <laughs> I'm like, what would what would you say? Who would you want to sit with you for an hour if you could choose anyone in your life, whether you knew them or not? Again, that is a good question. <laughs> I, I have no clue how to answer that. I could just say, um, well, actually, there's a lot of mysterious about my granddad. 
mystery about my granddad so i'd like to sit down and talk to him because i always ask my mom i'm like mom have you got any like information about my granddad and she's like no not really because he died quite uh uh, he died when my mom was quite young so like she doesn't know anything about him either so it'd be nice to get some closure that would be amazing and i think yeah i'm i'm similar in that with i think it would probably be you know past um family you know family that's passed away and getting another chance to just talk to them and say hi and um like you said have closure i think that's one of the most important things so i think everybody kind of wishes and that's why we have like these we love these ideas of like oh if we could get a chance we could get that chance to just sit down wouldn't it be nice to just have that little bit of closure so yeah i get that i definitely get that <laughs> I mean, I'd love to experience like what mediums experience. I know. I'm always so interested. I'm like, I'm skeptical, but I'm not like, I believe that they're really out there. I don't believe that as many people that say they are them is real. I I think it's probably a lot less, Uh, but I definitely believe that it's definitely something, but I'm always like, I want to go see them. I want to go meet one, but I don't want them to know anything about me. Like I want to go in knowing that I won't question how they know these things. So I always said, like, I've had friends who are like, oh, I can introduce you. And I'm like, no, because you might've talked to them about me already. So I don't want, I want, I want to go in completely fresh. (laughs) Yeah. Completely blind. Yes. Yeah, it would, it would be so interesting to, to either experience what a medium experiences or... No. So exciting, but also scary because, like, you hear stories of, you know, sometimes they can't, you know, it's too much going on. And yeah. So I, I'd be worried about that. I know my brain goes a mile a minute now, and I'm definitely not a medium. So... <laughs> It's like, I have so much in this head of mine that sometimes uh, doesn't let me sleep. So I can only imagine if you then have like people or images also talking to you like, what? I I don't, I don't know how they handle that. (laughs) (laughs) Have you watched Insidious before? Yes. Yes. That's the scary movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you yes. like horrors? Love horror movies. That's (laughs) me too. I'm I'm very excited. I'm going to be watching um, the new Conjuring um, because that just came out. So I'm excited to watch that either tonight or tomorrow. I so want to go see that. I know. (laughs) But yes, I love. Oh, so there's something about horror that's just, it's just fun. Like, I don't know why. I like, I like scaring myself. (laughs) (laughs) If if you end up watching uh, the Conjuring, please tweet. Like to say you've watched it so I can reply. <laughs> yes, I definitely will. <laughs> You're like, tell me how it was, but try not to give anything away. <laughs> Won't give anything away. I'll just be like, finished it, not sleeping for a while. In- <laughs> <laughs> Is there any uh, any behind the scenes secrets of Resident Evil Village you could share? That you're allowed to, obviously. I know. I was like, I don't really think um, like there's... I'm trying to think if there's anything I'm allowed to share. I mean, the only behind the scenes stuff, uh, and I know I've talked a little bit about it, you know, just kind of, uh, and I think people have seen this with our live streams and with a lot of the actors um, doing stuff together. I think the biggest thing behind the scenes was just the relationships that everyone formed. Uh, That was really, really cool because you don't always get that in this industry. 
Um, there are some jobs you work and you just go in, you meet people. They're great. Like you have a great time on set, but that's the end of it. And you just go on to the next and you always hope, you know, possibly like if you got along with somebody that it could become a friendship or, you know, you get to work with them again. So I think the biggest thing with the behind the scenes, um, was just the reason all of this, at least I think the reason so much of this got done and was able to get done, especially during the time of COVID was not only the hard work that, you know, the production side had to put together and put in, but also the relationships all the cast and crew had, that we had the comfortability with each other to work, you know, pre-COVID and during COVID and post-COVID. So it was just, um, I think that's the biggest thing with this game that's been different for me from all my, any other jobs I ever worked was just those relationships that I formed and continue to have, which is such a blessing. I, it's it's amazing um, that I got to work on such a cool job, meet these people who are so much fun and then continue a friendship with them. So that's yeah. just incredible. There's something special about that, isn't it? Just making friends with everyone. Oh yeah, definitely. Cause you just, you know, some people, this, this is what they do. It's just a job. They go in, they do it, they're done. So when you meet so many people and that's the other thing, you know, it's not like there's just one or two people that got along and were friends. Cause some people knew each other before this. Um, some people were like recognizing each other once we got on set, like, wait, we've worked together before. But this to me just kind of went beyond because everybody was just so excited to meet, so excited to work together and then to continue it. Like right now, I mean, there's so many of us doing these, you know, meeting up to hang out and do live streams and even just grab coffee and chill like normal people. And then we're talking about the possibility of cons and we're all excited to do it with each other. Um, so that's, uh, yeah, it's just, it, it's such a cool feeling. Uh, to meet all these people who are similar to you. So it's been really, really cool. And not only that, but like really talented people, (laughs) very talented people who now you're getting to hang out with and and learn from because we're all teaching each other new things all the time. So it's been so amazing. I'm making a personal call out to MCM Comic Con in Birmingham to invite all these lovely people from (gasps) Resident Evil Village so I can meet everyone. (laughs) That would be amazing. <laughs> there's, there's a couple of people I've interviewed on this podcast and I've actually been at MCM Comic Birmingham. That would be so cool. I, I, yeah, I'm very excited for now that the world's opening back up for cons coming back. And, yeah. um, you know, a lot of us are are with vertical talent um, and they do, you know, so much with cons, especially horror and all these other things. So it's, it's exciting that, you know, there's such a group, an RE group that is coming together and we're just excited to, I just want to meet everybody in person. I'm, I'm such a people person. Like I just want to meet everybody that I've been chatting with online and who's been so great with interviews and podcasts and, and my live streams that <laughs> basically I'm just talking to myself, but like so many people keep me company, which is just amazing so I it's like I want to give back like I want to meet these people in real life too so I'm very much looking forward to the day that that gets to happen (laughs) I interviewed the very first person which was Patty Matson who voices Lady Sylvanas Windrunner from World of Warcraft and Uh ever since we had finished our interview she kept in touch and she asked me how I was all the time she was uh, she was absolutely lovely and I would love to meet her as well Um, and 
let's go out for a drink that's what i said i i've had some people be like if you ever come to this country i'll i'll bring you out to club i was like heck yeah i get a local tour done that's definitely what i'm gonna say to you as well you find me a good pub with a pint of guinness and i will i am a happy camper there's so many pubs so many oh yeah oh yeah i've been to many of them but not in birmingham so Oh, yeah. That's the oh. next goal. That's it. You get, especially if you can find one that's got a sing song going on, so I can be listening to this gorgeous music while drinking my pint. That is my heaven. Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my. I'm going to write that down. That's my task when you come down. <laughs> 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 so that's uh, all the questions I've got. I'm proper rumbling. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Thank you Would, so much for reaching out. That's fine. Would you like to advertise your Twitch? Uh, not Twitch, Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> not yet, guys. She hasn't got Twitch yet. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, Twitch, you know, to be determined. Um, but uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you can find me on all of those if you do at Katie so you'll be able to find me on all those. And like I said, I try very hard to respond to people. Um, but do remember, I'm just one human. So <laughs> yeah, I can't can't get to everybody. Um, you know, I'm never ignoring people. Uh, just remember, be kind. Uh, we do what we can. I love interacting with everyone so much. It means the world to me, all the love that everyone has given this game, um, my character, it just, it blows me away. And I definitely look forward to the day that I get to start meeting people in person. Very, very much so. So just, I send all my love to everyone and keep following all that stuff for any updates and any new projects uh, I'm working on when I'm allowed to talk about them. So... (laughs) Uh, you can also, uh, if anyone's interested, you can also follow me on Twitter at IamReSmart as well. There and everywhere go. else. Uh, so you can catch Katie O'Hagan as Mia Winters in Resident Evil Village, now available to be played on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, and S, Google Stadia, Microsoft Windows, and uh, that's it. That's, that's it. Thank you so much, Katie, for joining me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of pretty course, much. Of course. <laughs> You better find me quick.
back before my friends murder you. <laughs> Hi, I'm Paula Rhodes, the voice behind Angie from Resident Evil Village. I'll be on the Mentally Obsessed podcast June 29th at 5 p.m. BST. Listen then on all your favorite podcast platforms. Hello, I'm Danielle McRae. I'm Taylor Gray. I'm Laura Post. Jelly Sore. I'm Patty Madsen. What's it like to voice Ajara? Do you have a connection to the character? Yes. Ajara is... Ajara was actually one of the very first, like, super big, important roles I booked. What inspired you to become a voice actress? Uh, so what's inspired me were... There were two different things. So one, it was cartoons inspired me to want to get into voice acting. What inspired you to start a tarot collection? Well, I started studying tarot about 20 years ago and I started playing WoW a little over 11 years ago. And, you know, the whole 20 years that I've been looking at tarot, I've always thought to myself that I would just really love to make a deck. What's it like to be a part of the Star Wars community? I mean, I don't know if there's any better community to be involved with. I know everyone who was a part of the show and worked on the show um, was so fortunate and grateful to be a part of it um, because it's an amazing family that you get brought into and you, you realize that you go to things like Celebration was only a few weeks ago. How do you feel about Sylvanas' progression in the next expansion? Well, you know, um, I always try to uh, not be connected to judging her regardless because our our job is to deliver a performance for the character that uh, is not in judgment of, of what she's doing or what they're writing because it's to stay true to delivering 